<laughs> You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Okay, I always go in a little trepidatious when someone I know and consider a friend is involved with the making of something. And I'm not, it's not exactly me dropping names to say I'm friends with Joe Lansdale. I think I've interviewed him six times on this site and the previous site and just last weekend. So I've like, I've hung out with this guy and his whole family, including his son, Keith Lansdale, who wrote the script for this movie, The Pale Door, on a number of occasions. But they... I was encouraged to go ahead and review it. And honestly, this family is so nice. Even if I hate this, I'd be like, they'd be okay with that. Fortunately, I didn't hate it. I can't say I was exactly in love with it either. This is directed by Aaron B. Kuntz, who just, I reviewed, just reviewed another movie by him, uh, sort of. He did part of the anthology Scare Package, where he did all the bookmarking and interstitial bits to it, which ended up being the longest and most expensive bits of the whole film. He also directed Camera Obscura, a feature he did previously. And now he's got like two or three more things like on the uh, hopper coming up. He wrote it along with his regular writing partner, Cameron Burns, and Keith Lansdale, Joe's son. So this is a weird Western, which should surprise no one who heard the name Lansdale associated with it, because they do a lot of those. Devin Drood, who plays Tyler on 13 Reasons Why, amongst many other things, plays Jake. He's the youngest brother of the Dalton gang in the Wild West. And when we see after an opening sequence of them as kids, they're grown up now. He's still much younger. He's kind of a just becoming a man. He looks like maybe he's 19 or something. And his older brother is the head of the, this gang, but they're like, no, 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 you keep working an honest job. We'll do the crimes. And they lose a member right before they have to do this big train score and like, fuck, what are we going to do? So, uh, is, uh, by the way, his older brother, who's one of the main characters, played by Zachary Knighton, who plays Paul on Santa Clarita Diet, amongst other things. I know from Happy Endings. That, there you go. He's in Happy Endings. And uh, they go, okay, fine. You can come along, but you're just a watcher. You, you know, you stand by the horses and keep an eye out. But they get there after shooting a whole bunch of Pinkertons who kind of laugh at them, go, oh, you in trouble now. Like, what do they mean by that? And they find this locked trunk, like all chained up. Well, they open it up and inside is just a, a teenage girl, played by Natasha Bassett. And she's all like, oh, I don't know. I don't know why these men, why they would do this to me. It's horrible. But you know what? Even though I've been locked in a trunk all this time, I can tell you I live right near here. And so why don't you follow me to my village where we can take care of you? Because older brother got shot and he's bleeding out and he needs some medical help. So they're like, okay, they're, they're all like, we got to do something. So let's go and uh, try and get this get him some help well they go there and sure enough it is a real proper home village in fact even better for a bunch of guys out on the run it is a bordello out in the middle of the woods which immediately should seem suspicious 
you're like, okay, this is the Wild West, so they won't have seen Bordello of Blood or From Dust Till Dawn. But I think we all know when there's like a, 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 a brothel and there's nothing really around it and it's kind of creepy to begin with, something's just not going to ring right there. They're all like, no, no, we'll come take care of you. Well, it turns out that they are indeed a classic movie monster. In this case, they are witches, which is part of where my problems with this movie start to come into it. But it turns into a big, oh God, what are we going to do? Running, shooting, trying to survive from witches everywhere and their supernatural powers. Who will live? Who will die? With a surprisingly uh, prolific cast of prolific is the wrong word, but a surprisingly wide cast of recognizable faces, including Melora Walters, who's known from Big Love and Magnolia and Boogie Nights, Stan Shaw, Noah Segan, Bill Sage, Pat Healy. I mean, almost everybody in this, I'm like, I've seen them and other stuff before. So you get a lot of good character actors working together and basically what comes down to an action horror. But does it work? Let's see what the crew has to say that is with me today. And said crew is Adrian. Yeah, hello. Lewayne. Howdy there, partner. And somebody I've only worked with on uh, live reviews. Have the first time I've done one of these uh, uh, in, uh, post-COVID reviews with Spider Mike. Roger, roger. 10-4. <laughs> oh, it's going to be that kind of review, is it? I, I didn't interrupt you during that three-minute long intro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. That you, Like I said, you haven't recorded with me before. I'm the guy who does three-minute long inter- intros. I was this close to interrupting you as many times as possible. <laughs> Brad, Brad does this. Well, here was a movie we saw. Anybody want to say what it was? <laughs> I'm like, here's everything you need to know about this movie. Now I'll shut up and everyone else can say something. And speak. And speaking of me shutting up and everyone else saying something. Yeah, this movie was, uh, oh boy. <laughs> it's, uh, there's, I wanted to love this movie. I really did. But there was so much about it that just wasn't working for me. And it wasn't the writing. The writing was really good. I have to admit, I really liked where the writing was going, but it was so, so low budget. It hurts, like how low budget it is. It felt like TV. Like even the opening, it feels like something that would be the the beginning of like a, and by the opening, I mean the op- like the opening credits and stuff. It feels like something from like, I don't know, Tales from the Unexpected or Tales from the Crypt or Tales from the old, like an anthology series. And that sort of TV look continued, I think, through the whole movie. Like, it it just looked more like a TV thing, I guess. Or, I don't know. It was hard to say. Part of it was those effects of the witches. You know, once they're like, oh, they're not beautiful, they're ugly. They're, they kind of looked like cartoonish witches. They were just kind of, like, they all look vaguely burned. And they all have the same weird curved nose. I mean... It just, it felt like they had one mold and they just used it on everyone. I wasn't bothered by that. In fact, when I think someone mentioned in a chat that this was going to be a witch movie, I was expecting your kind of typical Baba Yaga looking witch. These look like fucking monsters to me. I thought they were actually kind of scary, especially in the initial, I guess, kind of like all out attack scene. You got some coming from the ceiling. You got some that are climbing up the, the walls and shit. I, I thought it was effectively pretty creepy. Not scary, but it does have that nice kind of boo haunted house type feel that I, I, I like in lower budget movies like this. Unfortunately, this the, the budget 
of the movie really does hold it back, but I don't want to make it seem like that's too much to take away from it, because overall, I actually really dug this. We don't get a lot of Western horror, and this was a lot of fun. We don't get a lot of it, and there's only a handful I would go ahead and recommend as well. And I don't think this is bad. It's just average and that's a problem really because a movie like this with this good of a cast and it really is if you especially if you watch a lot of like minimum mid to low budget films there's a lot of regulars from that from the better stuff that pop up in this movie you're like okay you spent some money to get some talent you have a lansdale here it's they're describing it as 310 to yuma meets the descent but you're like don't do that both those films are much better yeah i was like what you don't want people thinking of those films. I see how you, where you drew from, from both those films, but it's only going to remind people in a way you don't want. Try and go somewhere else. And I, you said before the review started, Luane, this reminded me more of like Bordello of Blood or, or From Dust Till Dawn. And you're right. And both those movies are kind of disappointing in their way as well. And part of that is they never really get the gender part of it correct. It, you always feel a little icky about what they're doing. And here it's even worse because they're setting up the witches as the traditional women who were not actually, they had no reason to be attacked by men and terrible men, in this case, Cotton Mather, burned them at the stake and totally did wrong by them. But now they're evil and I hate that. I'm always like, stop. The witches should be the good guys. I, I, I guess that's something that's like never crossed my mind. Uh I, I think of a witch, I think of a horror movie monster. Um, I know that there's like kind of a lot of spirituality behind it that's actually kind of prevalent right now in, in real women, and I, I don't want to take away from that. But knowing that this is a horror movie, I wasn't bothered by that at all. I mean, I think the first witch movie I ever saw was Suspiria, and kind of stayed that way for me, at least, going forward. I, I don't remember the last which movie I saw where the, where the witches were the heroes of it. There were a couple of things about the witches that sort of bothered me about it. First of all, the fact that all the promotional stuff directly mentions that there are witches. And I'm like, well, first, maybe don't tell me what they're going to get into. You can... So I already knew going in, okay, they're, they're going to shoot. Oh, look, they found a girl in a trunk. I bet she's a witch and that's why she's there. And then we're, yeah. getting, you know, and it goes from there. Like if, if they had just, if I had started this thinking it was going to be a bank robbery movie that gets into some weird supernatural shit. Okay, sure. And then they break out the trunk and there's a girl in it. I'm like, all right, let's see where this is going to go. Cause I still don't know. Like if I don't know if it, if it hasn't been part of the thing, everybody's telling me about, I don't know. Is she a witch? Is she a werewolf? Is she a vampire? Is she, I don't know what she is. Is she something else I don't even know? Um, you know, and so that, that already kind of cuts some of what, what little tension you could have gotten out of some of that. Well, see, I watched it without ever, I didn't really look up anything on it. I just saw, Hey, the pale door horror Western I'm in. I'm just, I'm not going to look up anything about it. I'm just going to go in cold kind of the way I accidentally did with from dust till dawn. And so I had that sort of like that tension. Where I'm like, I don't know where this is going kind of thing. Like sure. Once you got to the brothel, I was still like, okay, something bad is going to happen, but I still don't know the exact specifics about what's going to happen kind of thing. Like I never really had too many issues with the witches themselves when I had, I had more had issues with the way everything was shot more than anything else, because with Westerns, I'm used to a specific kind of color scheme 
going on like in the beginning i think it's not the beginning but it's like the i guess the beginning of the main main first act everything is so green like it caught me off guard just how green everything was and um and just how bright and colorful this area was and i was like that's not really what i see when i think of a western that was the issue i had with it well that was one of the other the other things about the the technical stuff because i had made the comment before it looked like tv which yeah. isn't inherently a bad thing but um the thing I ran into, and I, I know this is low budget, and I know what when you're trying to get a movie made, you, you take what you can get. But the town in this looks like the Living History Farms sort of museum thing where I live. Like where you go watch a blacksmith do stuff. You know, it had that exact same look. Yeah. And it's all green around it. And there's no walkways. And there's clearly no space where horses have trod a thousand times or anything like that. And so I kept getting distracted by, oh, they're at Living History Farms. Yeah, no, it has that total look of that, like, recreated theme-ish Western area you can rent for special events. I have expected somebody to come on screen to be like, hey, you guys got, like, another 20 minutes before the school the school bus shows up. Yeah, the Henderson's wedding is coming up. You guys got to get out. I mean, somebody needed to get in there and dirty that place up. And I think that was part of the problem. Everything's just a little too clean. And even after they try and make it look like, oh, that was all illusion. It's all carefully placed fake cobwebs and everything about it. Every, every shot in here reflects its budget. And that is a problem, especially when, like I said, I think these are all good actors. They're having fun with each other. I think the script is decent enough. But I think ultimately it's the cheap look of the thing. It's the cheap production values. It's the... And I'm going to insist, I still say that, like, if you're going to have witches, that's fine. But if you start getting into a big part of your story being how men oppressed you and men murdered you and then you're the bad guys, I, that, I'm i going to have a problem with that right off the bat because that gets a little too close to the true story. They didn't do that in Suspiria. And also, in what way other than them telling us are these witches? They're women who turn into weird burned dis the descent things. I didn't even know they were witches, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't even have any powers or anything. I'm like, if you're having witches, they should have, be able to, like, cast spells and shit. And these guys seem like they pretty much have a, a, a beauty spell, and that's about it. Well, the, the closest they come to that is you can see them harvesting material from the guys, like brushing the one guy's hair, which gives them power over some of the people that they've gotten that from, which is how you get the one guy, like, eating glass and the other one who does. So they kind of exhibit powers, but it's not like... They say spells and there's not like a, a, a thing going on. It's I you have to have noticed that we got hair off of this guy and now he's going to have this thing happen to him because we have the ability to 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 have an impact on him through sympathetic magic. And those scenes felt they're very late in the movie and they just kind of feel like, oh, shit, we forgot to put some of this stuff in here. We just made a like a, a monster hunt movie and in, and we forgot to make them actually feel like witches. And even that part is like a tiny little part of the movie. Uh, and you're like, why are you doing this now? <laughs> it feels like there's better attack plans. But let's go into final thoughts. Loane, get us started. I wanted to like this movie. Um, probably even a little unfairly because I just heard Aaron Koontz on a different podcast shortly before we got the list talking about his movie. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool. I want to see it. And so, you know, I went in wanting to like it and I keep trying to find the good things I can say about it. But I think you're right. It's just really hindered by the budget. Mm. And it, it, it looks like it's hindered by the budget. 
I mean, you know, we've talked about the, the different stuff there. Um, and I know how hard it is getting a movie made. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Full props to anyone who actually makes their movie. I get it. I've never made yeah. a movie, right? But this is our job to talk about this. So please, our apologies yeah. if you're offended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I definitely want to see what else he can do, especially if he gets money. Yes. Um, in the end, it is uh, three out of five break action six guns. There. Spider Mike. Yeah, I also really wanted to like this movie. Like, I thought the writing was still pretty solid, all, th- all things considered. Like, the budget itself hindered everything that I wa- I thought would be cool in it. Like, the gunfights weren't really all that interesting. The actual, um, you know, like, the the acting is great. Like, they're, they're trying really, really desperately, but everything is shot so weirdly. And every th- piece of set just feels like, yeah, like you guys said, like the recreation area where the guy is like, I'm the old pilgrim kind of thing. Like, you're expecting one of those guys to pop out in the background sort of thing. but The town drunk stumbles over, Oh, you guys have a copper for a cup of coffee? Like, it feels like a part of a, of a Westworld that wasn't really, really, really well made, a kind of thing. Um, and then, <laughs> Early like, prototype. Exactly. The witches themselves I thought were fine, but I didn't really know they were witches. I just thought they were, like, devil women or something is what I thought they were. Especially since, like, they only exhibit so many things that even seem witch-like. Um, there's also one piece of nudity, I guess, if anybody wants to know. Like, it's because they there is something in there, I guess, for some reason. Um, yeah, they're not going for erotic horror here. No, over, they're not. For a movie set in a brothel. It's 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 more in case, like, you're going to show, like, a kid, or not even a kid, like a teenager, this to be like, oh, you don't want to cover their eyes or something. But overall, I thought I thought it was fine. Like it's it's not anything that I'm going to be like. You should totally watch this. But I don't think it was bad. I myself would have to give it six out of ten crows. Uh, Adrian, uh, I dug this. I actually had a lot of fun with this. This seems like the perfect movie that I'm going to get my abuelo. I'm going to be like, look, they made a western, and it's kind of a horror. Ain't that fun? And for me, yeah, it kind of is. Um, I think it is limited by its budgets, uh, and unfortunately, I didn't think the acting was great, but I didn't think it was bad. It kind of just felt like everyone was having fun and cosplaying as cowboys, and that's not that much of a bad thing, but it's not great. Uh, but overall, I did find this enjoyable. Uh, I thought the gore was pretty cool, and I was kind of creeped out by the look of the witches. I think it might creep out some other people, too. Um, it's, I want to say it's going to be on Shutter, and when it's on there, hey, check it out. I'm going to give this, uh, three cowboy accents that I was doing while watching the movie out of five. <laughs> Abuelo, isn't that a convenience store? Abuelo? Abuelo is my grandpa. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I get those things. Oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so... I obviously just thought this was kind of average. I also, as LeWayne was saying, man, I went into this wanting to like it so bad. I was like, oh man, I love the Lansdales. I'm st- so- I have so many friends who are friends with the director, Aaron, like so many good friends who know him well and have worked with him, but I don't know him. Uh, at least I don't think so. I'm sorry, Aaron, if we've met and I forgot, I probably met, uh, probably had a beer with him at Fantastic Fest like seven years ago or something and don't remember. But I really wanted to love this. And the fact that I came out of it going, I'm going to forget what this movie was about six months from now, if not less, it's not good. This is just okay. Red box level horror movie entertainment. It's fine. If you don't have any 
if you're just looking for kind of by the numbers horror film, there's no surprises here at all. Everything you see coming from a million miles away. The most surprising thing is how great the cast is, who I'm very impressed with everybody in it. I wanted to see a, a lot more of some of them than the movie actually gave us. For instance, I think Bill Sage, who kind of plays the antagonistic cowboy in this, is by far the most likable of the crew. <laughs> and it's hard to kind of believe he's the asshole when he's just right off the bat. You kind of like him immediately. Right. As is Stan Shaw, uh, another actor you've seen in a billion fucking things before, who is great. But I just, yeah, I just think this is okay. Uh, I'm going to give this five out of 10 identical curved witch nose molds. <laughs> I'm just always like, what is that anti-Semitic? You better not be anti-Semitic. I swear to fucking God, I will come for you. Is, is there a Jewish <laughs> Satan? I, I, I or is guess? it just Satan? I don't know how that works. Uh, no, I don't think there's Satan in, in Judaism. Is there? That kid didn't come till later. It's just crows probably. Yeah. They're crow's they, beaks. <laughs> they're crow's beaks. <laughs>